not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Pretty fun show so far, Alan. Totally. Hey, let's bring in uh, our super producer who's been... uh, what have you, you've been kind of the Wizard of Oz back there, the man behind the curtain, kind of surprising us. Hey, you guys came, you guys came in all fired up today. So my job, I felt like my job as a producer was just to keep egging you on all day long. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I'm here to do. That's fine, that's fine. And uh, during your other time, you're. You're you're getting access to a lot of candidates, aren't you? You saw the president recently. What I did. I saw the president. I had the opportunity to see the president at Baxter Arena. Um, I am the general manager of the of Mav Radio over at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. So I pulled that card as the as one of the uh, staffers over there and got media credentials through the White House to be on the floor. So that was it was a, I mean it was a cool experience. You know, he's obviously not my favorite guy, as everybody knows, but um, it was it was a good experience nonetheless seeing a president a sitting president live in my arena, which. I actually call the hockey games over there too. So to see the president as opposed to my hockey team, it was it was cool. That's so, cool. That's yeah. Cool. Did you um? Did he bring up healthcare at all in his speech? You, you know what? It was <laughs> it was so it was like a passing. He didn't he didn't really talk about it. And he, he did that passing kind of motion gesture where he just talked about how uh, a lot of more people, millions more people, he said, have healthcare now. So um, and you know just to comment on what you guys were saying too, just in the last segment, I I think a wide open shot for a lot of candidates right now that I'm not really seeing them take is the millennials like myself. I mean, here are people that are going to college. Uh, working, living to paycheck to paycheck, and a lot of them depend on that uh, refund, that tax refund. Guess what? You're not getting it anymore. You know, and I think a lot of them are starting to realize that. And candidates should be out there talking about how you shouldn't be, uh, you know, attached or you know, bridled to this Obamacare situation unless you really need. It. I mean, does a 20 year old, does a 22 year old really need like full scale, you know, full scope healthcare? No, you just need like in case you get in a car accident and you know something crazy catastrophic happens to you. You don't hear candidates talking about that very much. One of the candidates does have a good idea as far as HSAs uh, from from the beginning, essentially, and um, that is Dr. Ben Carson, who you had also got the chance to uh, talk to recently as well. Looks I- like we got a caller, maybe too, but. One of the things I wanted to comment on is that HSA, because Matt made a great point in that we've got catastrophic insurance, how that can, how that can, um, you know, prevent somebody from getting incredibly sick. However, that might have a ten thousand dollar deductible. Now, if we were able to have HSAs, Alan, uh, from an early age, you could donate maybe even when you're younger, thirty dollars a month. But that's right. going to really grow. Totally. And so maybe you would have no out-of-pocket costs. Right, and that's been, you know, whether it's Dr. Ben Carson or a couple of the other different candidates who have talked about uh, health care reform, you know, HSAs is a good place to start, but, you know, there's a one plan out there on the tax side that might actually be the best plan, in my opinion, and that's the fair tax plan uh, because it eliminates all of the uh, 
taxes on productivity and puts it all on consumerism. So it gets rid of that 23% hidden tax that's on everything and puts it back in people's pocket. And if they wanted to save that money for health insurance or health care coverage, that might be a good place to start too. Because I think not only do you need insurance reform, but you need tax reform to actually get to the root of some of these issues. Because they, the problems that we face in this country are so great that we just can't sit by and tinker around the edges. And so Mike Huckabee has that fair tax plan out there that he's been talking about for six, seven years now. Um, it has 90 sponsors in the House and has three sponsors in the Senate. We need to elect more people if we really want to get to the fair tax that eliminates the, the, the punishment on productivity and and. Everybody, including the pimps and prostitutes and drug dealers, would actually be paying taxes on stuff now, which would help if we're looking at trying to find ways for people to actually get coverage. We need a bigger tax base to do that. And how do you grow the tax base or grow the economy to allow for more people to have access to health health insurance? Uh, that's the trillion-dollar question. Yeah. I think it has to do with... Giving um, giving people the opportunity to um, succeed, and I don't think any of the policies out there right now are doing that. And we no. said we need reform, and we need reform in everything, and that's pretty sad if you think about it. But do you realize if you reform the tax code, you take care of Social Security and Medicare at the same time, if you come up with the right tax plan, and if you also do the right type of tax reform? you take care of the health insurance problem at the same time, the health care problem at the same time. So we need big ideas. We need big solutions from our leaders and our and our citizens because we're not going to, in this country, get to a point where we have real solutions until we elect the right type of leaders. And that's going to be uh, – it needs to be a group of them, not yeah. just – Yeah, it can't be just one. It has to be a whole slew of them. And at the end of the day, when you have 435 members in the House and 100 members in the Senate, you know, if you only have 90 supporting one tax plan, I'm sorry, but you're not going to get it through. If you only have three senators, you're not going to get it through. That's why we need major change in this country, in this election cycle, because if you are mad as hell about your health insurance— it's time to take it into your hands and elect the right type of leaders. And until you do that, you're going to get the same old milk toast garbage coming out of Washington. Hey, Matt, how 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 would you uh, how would you like to set up this interview that you got? With well, Dr. yeah, Carson? absolutely. So, uh, Dr. Carson was in doing a remote from uh, our studio at uh, at the university. So we have a television studio there, and they often people often come through and do remotes. Um, he was doing a remote with Fox News, talking about the tragic thing that happened to his staff member off I-80 uh, near Atlantic in Iowa um, last week. Uh, so that's actually what brought him to campus. So it was pretty devastating that that was by the means at which I got to meet him. Um, and I did take the time to offer my condolences before we started. But he offered, he obligated, uh, obli excuse me, obliged uh, myself and another classmate to an interview. Um, he did not give any local affiliate uh, the interview. Uh, so no ABC, no NBC, nobody got, uh, nobody got to him. No WWT, nobody, nobody uh, was able to get an interview with him. But he obliged us because we were students. Um, so I asked him um, three questions. 
questions. Um, one being, what's his mindset going into the Iowa caucus? You were talking about this. Uh, you guys were both talking about this already about um, polls and poll numbers. So I asked him about that. Um, I asked him about uh, being an outsider in the race. Um, and then I asked him kind of more of a controversial question, which um, he spoke before he got on uh, camera with us. He was on camera with Fox News. And his uh, platform was basically that he doesn't want the Republicans and the Democrats to be enemies. He says that, that is, that's really um, devastating to our political climate and that we as Republicans should not see the Democrats as enemies. So I asked him a pretty controversial question, which is, well, when when the liberals or the left are uh, leveling $275,000 lawsuits against you, say, in the state of New York, for not using the correct pronoun, because there are now new pronouns for the general uh, gender ambiguous types right and you can be faced with a two hundred and seventy five thousand dollar civil lawsuit if you purposefully don't use the correct pronoun like in a in a quote microaggressive way right um and then in oregon so pacific northwest everybody knows about the sweet cakes by melissa story um they actually the, a judge said not only could the people that were leveling civil lawsuits against them take their business away in the form of a hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a lawsuit but they could also take their house so they could sue them for even more take their home so i asked dr carson i said you know hey, how do we not see these types of people as our enemies when they're taking our homes away from us? So um, that was how I set it up, and here's the interview. Sounds good. That's good. This is Dr. Let's ben go. Carson. Mindset for your uh, campaign strategy going into the Iowa caucus. I mean, obviously, you know, a couple months ago you were way up in the polls. I mean, you were right there, if not in the lead or in the second, and now it seems like you've kind of, uh, you know, tumbled in the polls here. And do you, do you pay much attention to the polls? Or? Uh, I, I really don't. I pay much more attention people. I'm not a politician, so I don't think quite well. Uh, I just think in terms of what is your responsibility? That responsibility is to tell the truth and to talk about the things that are important to your nation. And, uh, you know, just judging from, you know, the crowds and the enthusiasm and what people tell me after every event, that they've changed their mind and they're with me now. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what the eventual but, you know, I'm one of those people who feels that your only job is to do the best that you can do, and you leave the rest in the hands of the good one. Um, two, two criticisms that I've heard alleged your way is that one, you're not a politician, you're an outsider. Two, you're you're more settled in your demeanor, you're a little more observed. Okay. How would you answer those two things? Uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> um, I'm not a politician. I never want to be one because politicians do what is politically expedient. And I'd rather do what's right. And as far as a calm demeanor is concerned, uh, imagine a neurosurgeon operating in the middle of somebody's head, a vessel breaks, listen, they get excited. This is good. You, know, you have to remain calm, have perspective, be able to integrate a lot of information quickly if you're going to be successful in that endeavor. Uh, and that's the kind of personality that I have. I'm never going to be one of those yelling, shouting, uh, brash people, but I will always be a cerebral person. I just have one last question, and that's a little more abstract, and that is you talked just a minute ago about not having enemies with the people that you disagree with. As someone who disagrees with a lot of people on this campus myself, when I see $250,000 civil suits being leveled towards people or $175,000 civil suits being leveled towards people for their different belief systems. When the left has become so 
adversarial, if you will, on a civil level, and they're taking away people's property and they're taking away people's livelihoods. How do we how do we bridge that gap and not become enemies with people that are basically taking away our property? Well, the problem is that we've gotten into a tip for tat situation. You acted that way to me, therefore I'm going to act that way to you. You did this to me, I'm doing this to you. And we, we'd never make progress. At some point, somebody has to be the event. And uh, you know, just say, look, uh, I understand your thinking, this is my thinking, let's get together and discuss it. And very frequently you find that they're not nearly as far apart as you think. But you know, four people get divorced, what do you do? Let's stop talking. The next thing you know, they're spouses. Hey, when we come back, we're going to uh, take some more looks at the, the latest story. I've got an article uh Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, dot, dot, dot. It's got Mr. T, uh, Pity and the Fool, a great uh, article about um, the single payment arrangement being proposed. Uh, but that was Dr. Ben Carson. Hey, Matt, thank you so much for sharing that. Pleasure. With us, uh, terrific stuff as always. Alan, what's on your mind uh, coming up next? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some uh, cybersecurity hacks and different things that we see coming down the pipe that could possibly impact uh, your health care. Yes, that is extremely uh, important stuff that you're not going to want to miss. And it affects your business, too, potentially. Uh, It is the information era. How do you protect that information? Uh, We'll tell you next here on America's Healthcare Challenge.